Yoo-hoo, one and all, and welcome back welcome to the back. Cabin Fever podcast. Great intro, Maddie. Thank you. Oh, so it felt very formal. We are your <laughs> gracious host, Madeline McGowan and Fiona Secret Name. Fiona Secret Name. <laughs> um, where are we coming to them from today? We haven't done that in a while. Today, we're coming to you from the jungles of Guyana. Fun! It feels kind of spooky. There's mm. no one around, but there's yeah. definitely an aura of several hundred deaths. I can't imagine why. It's crazy. Well, if you're also lost, stay tuned, folks. And if you're lost, give us a call on 1-800. What? <laughs> I feel like emotionally, spiritually, we could have used this for recruiting. Oh, true. Just DM us. Just your... DM us. I'm very active. Do you want us like, guys, describe us using your credit card number. <laughs> Which digit of your credit card number reminds you of us? Write the whole thing down and, and then, then just circle the number. Just bold it. Just yeah. It, yeah. And then do one with emojis just for fun. I'm pretty sure there's literally an actual law against asking people for their credit card information. So just to clarify. What if I'm a what if I'm a bank teller? I don't think you need to ask people. A shop assistant. <laughs> We've both been shop assistants. <laughs> I don't know why I'm imagining myself like in the 1800s. Yeah, so like, like Mr. Selfridge. Would you like some bread, sir? <laughs> but yes, the first of many legal disclaimers to come in this episode. We don't actually want you to send us your private information. Keep that shit and clammed up. And if you are from um, one of these cults and are not happy with what we say, it's a joke. Please don't hurt us. Allegedly. Allegedly, it is a joke. <laughs> now that we've led you, led you gently in, today's episode, as it is Halloween week, we thought we'd do something Halloween like... Halloween week? I, but that's... People actually use Halloween week, like oh. true crime YouTuber, so I was trying to not play into Oh, that. I was just having a bit of fun, sorry. Yeah, but you're pretty stupid. Anyway, <laughs> today we are ranking cults. <laughs> but before we get to that, we mm-hmm. have to do our win and why. Win and why. Have I prepared anything for this? No. So, I'll go with my win first, (laughs) which is, have you seen about the worms? Oh my god, I just had like a flash that something that I learned is about bugs, but I don't remember what it is. Go on, what about worms? Well, um, apparently, not apparently, I've noticed, I've started to pick up on the fact that I do start a lot of sentences with apparently, when I know it's a true thing. I'm just like, apparently this happened. It happened. Um, Some, I don't know, science boys dug up old worms that were frozen. Oh. And they thawed them out, yeah. got them nice and toasty, mm-hmm. and two of them are still alive. Oh, that does not shock These me. worms are 4,000 years old. Oh, that's very old. Hello, Editing Maddie here. It turns out that these worms were actually 42,000 years old, which is fucking wild. Yeah, it's but very, again, very old. Honestly, with a worm, I imagine a worm to be similar to a lava lamp, where they can lie dormant for a little bit, but if you warm them up, they're going to start, start gooing about, and then they're aligned again. Okay, well, only two out of the very many discovered. And it's like, a, it's like an ancient worm, because it's like 4,000 years old. Hi, just me again. Um, I did a little Google about the worms, and it turns out that whether or not this is legit is somewhat debatable, because some people think that maybe the little tiny worms that thawed wriggled into the permafrost more recently than 42,000 years ago. But I think that if they were frozen for any amount of time and then came back to life, then this story is still fun. But I didn't want to perpetuate fake news. So do your own research, but enjoy the worm story anyway. We're all here to have a good time. Are they going to save 2020? Maybe. Maybe. Also, another, like, unrelated, but, like, not related to it being a line, but it is a slimy insect fact. Right. Is I called um, one of my friends from school yesterday, and she told me that... Her house, her old house, they've moved out since, was like 
infested with slugs. No, no. And I was like, no, I have no. never heard of that. And she no. wanted to lay salt out, but her boyfriend Did was she like, live in a cabbage patch. She lives in she Melbourne. Like, yeah. She wanted to lay salt out because they'd be scared of the salt and they wouldn't go. But then her boyfriend was like, no, then they'll die going over the salt. That's and fine. Then you can yeah. scoop them up and throw them out. And then he would feel bad. So his job every morning was to pick up all the little slugs and then clean all the surfaces because <laughs> he didn't want to kill the slugs. What if it was just the same slugs every day because they weren't dying? Who knows? Just the same um, but I just found that so funny because we had not caught up in quite some time. And then she's like, yeah, I had a slug infestation. <laughs> like... Glad to hear you're doing great. I've never I mean, she is doing great. I've but never heard of that. Neither. Like, like a woodland cottage. I literally had never heard of having like a lot of slugs. Anyway, she thinks the place was haunted and maybe the slugs were some sort of like warning witchy thing. What a um, vibe as a fucking poltergeist. Just slugs. Yeah. Because she found like a fucking like mat of hair that did not belong to either of them in the building room. Mm, I mean, it is Halloween. They moved out. Anyway, my win is just these little wormies waking on up out of 4,000. Long nap, guys. <laughs> Me on a Monday afternoon, am I right? <laughs> Um, yes, that's my win. What's your win, Maddie? Um, well. Well. <laughs> one of my wins, and uh-huh. I don't know if I can say this because someone, we can hear someone in the hallway, but. <laughs> oh my god, Maddie, Maddie, no. <laughs> Remember that episode a little while ago, oh guys, where we thought someone was getting murdered in the background, and then it turned out it was just a really fucking weird person in our apartment building. Turns out she lives right next door to me. And she's really loud. And that night she had a party that went until 4am and we had to call the police. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she sucks. Anyway, I'm talking a little quieter because she might be outside the door. I don't know. Um, today I found out her name. And so now I'm doing like a really deep dive to trying to find out who she is. And so far everything that I've found has played exactly into the profile that I'd created in my mind of her. So yeah. I guess the win here is that like, I'm a wonderful detective and criminal profiler. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, technically they were crimes, because they were they parties were during lockdown, yeah. when we are not allowed parties. And if I'm upset, it's not okay. No. So. <laughs> What's your wine? Fuck knows. I truly don't know. I, I feel so like many... my wine is just, sorry to COVID on up. Honestly, another win is that Victoria does have zero cases today. But my wine is that, why don't people wear their fucking masks? Oh when God, people yes. just wear it like around oh and because I'm on crutches right now guys right I've got myself still got my broken toe it hasn't healed magically <laughs> since last year it has not and so I'm trying to walk like only during the day when like people are at work or they're working from home or whatever but if I pass anyone I c- I'm not mobile enough I can't limber my way out mm-hmm. of the way of someone and they are not socially distancing and they're not wearing masks so it's like me with crutches on like in the middle of the fucking road to avoid people from a sidewalk yeah it's that's stressful and I don't like one it. of my lines too. Yeah. Because I understand that there are people our age doing shitty things, such as the girl whose name I discovered today. <laughs> but in our neighborhood, the boomers are on another fucking planet. They really are. Like, there's a cafe. I walked past it the other day, which is a big thing for me because I actually went outside. Yeah, you really said that so casually. Like, you're, <laughs> you're, like you're a casual... Like, I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but there were... 40 to 50 exclusively boomers, yeah. like minimum would have been 45. And yeah. That's generous. Just sitting outside this cafe, smushed together, like literally like shoulder to shoulder, drinking their fucking coffees with their masks off. Yeah. And I'm like, you understand you people are in the demographic where if it hits one of you, it's going to rip through the lot of you and you'll all be dead. Mm-hmm. And none of you are in my family. So I honestly don't care. Yeah. Like, it's like it's it is just insane. And no one in my family's being stupid. Yeah. No one in my family's sitting with fifty other fucking boomers, no masks on outside a cafe. Mm-hmm. 
It's just insane to me when people aren't just... A mask is the most simple thing. It is so easy. It's so easy. Anyway, you've heard all about that everywhere, but, but that can is... I just say that they're the exact same people that are like, we want things to get back to normal. Reopen the retail shops. Yeah. I'm like, then wear your fucking mask, Caroline. Literally. Like, oh my God. But yeah. Guys, I'm going to let you down. I don't know what my wine is. Um, I've had a lot of wines just in my life at the moment because I'm a Just pick one. Pick, pick one that you're like, uh, about. Just have a little... A moment. When I tell you that I can't think of a single thing. Fair. Yeah. I can't okay. think of a single thing. Oh, that can be your um, wine. My main wine is just like that people in our apartment building have been really loud lately and it's stressing me out. That's my wine. Well, that's our winning wine. <laughs> sure And I guess we could just dive on into the cult. So Maddie, do you want to bring us through the ranking system? How we're going to be ranking, ranking them? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's all so, I have to say. <laughs> for ranking cults. We obviously couldn't cover every single cult in the whole entire world because number one, some of them are still around and are pretty touchy. Mm-hmm. And number two, there's just too many. Too, too many, many cults. Yeah. Um, who, ha- who hasn't had a cult these days? Yeah. So we picked like, I think probably around 10 cults mm-hmm. just to rank. And we're like, how are we going to rank these? We've come up with criteria. So out of 10, we'll be ranking each cult on the following. For the leader, overall vibe. Mm-hmm. What's the vibe of the leader out of 10? And then the efficiency of the leader. How good are they at getting shit done? Mm-hmm. And then we'll be ranking them on a location. Where Where is this cult? Where do you have to reside if you if you belong to this beautiful little community? Yep. Uh, we will then be ranking them on batshittery, just how fucking bonkers is it? Mm-hmm. Criminal activities, which I think it's not necessarily who did the worst crimes, but like, you know, we'll, we'll discuss. It's just as like we get how there. out there the crime is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll discuss as we get there. It'll be nuanced. It's a nuanced episode for nuanced gals. <laughs> then we will be ranking them on uh, aesthetic. What is this? What's the aesthetic of this cult? Yeah, it's like their day to day little outfits, but also like, wouldn't you imagine this cult? Like, is it cute day to day or not? <laughs> cute yeah. or not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, notoriety of the cult. Yep. Death rate. <laughs> Are you getting out of there alive? Yeah. Uh, daily life. Like, what's involved day to day when you're in the cult? Mm-hmm. No, and then we had way more criteria than I thought we wrote down. That's right. Um, but then the last two are just like, are there any notable members? Which I honestly don't know if I've done, but I'll make something up. Um, and who's more likely to join each cult out of the two of yep. us? And also who is more like the cult leader? Yes, that's a fun one. Um, so that's it. That's We're going to be ranking these cults. Nice. We each have uh, chosen a couple of cults to summarize for you guys. Yeah. I may have done mine between the hours of 4.30 and 8 this morning. But I've had a nap now. And I... And three hard-boiled eggs. So. I just kind of spent the last three days endlessly watching cult documentaries. Which, you know what? And I'll win. What a positive episode. Because it has been quite a while since I have just let time fucking disappear by getting sucked into endless cult documentaries. Oh. I understand this kind of your life. Yes, it's, so been, you my, can't, it's been my whole year. Yeah, yeah, so like you can't really... But like I have been painfully aware of the passing of time. So, like, to just watch, like, so many, like, nine-part doco series yeah. where each episode's an hour oh, yeah. long, I'm like, you know what? This was a nice way to just, like, switch off. And on that note, if you're interested in any of these cults, YouTuber Stephanie Harlow, who does true, 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 true crime, crime videos. True crime videos. I'm not medicated, guys. Um, <laughs> she's done several part series on many of these cults. So, check out Stephanie Harlow. A little shout-out for her. Um, and with that... Shall we jump into our first little culty cult? Yeah. Do you want to go first or shall I? <laughs> okay, so we're going to kick things off with Jonestown. In parentheses, the People's Temple. The People's Temple. I really do just keep calling it Jonestown. Yeah. It and... is Jonestown. Mm. It's the vibe. It's the vibe I get from it. Sure. Anyway, 
It is run by Jim Jones, who is an Indiana man through and through. Just like me. I don't really know what that means, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he's an Indiana man. Anyway, he's from there, though. Um, As am I. (laughs) Yeah. One and the same. Technically. One and the same. Um, Yeah. He basically started it as kind of religion meets socialism, but, like, definitely more religion and culty than socialism. But they kind of played on the ideals that people admire within socialism to get people to come on in and join. And he was a Taurus, if you're wondering. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> Maddie's got more details than I do. I just, I just wanted to check. That's fair. Um, yeah, so, started in Indiana, and then they moved to California after a decade, which, by the way, doing research for this made me realize how long cults go on for. Yeah, it really does seem like because they're so fucking insane that it's something you, like, hop into for a summer, but... Yeah, truly, I would say a summer. Because it's something you should be, like... It's like when I drank so much V energy drink when I was 13. <laughs> uh-huh. I snapped out of that. You Just like that. You think you'd snap out of a fucking cult, <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> but you don't. You're there for, yeah. like, 30 years. I feel like mid... Like, max 18 months. I feel like 18 months is, like, the most successful time you can kind of do anything that's a bit off. Yeah, and then you're like, okay. And then you're like, this is a, I'm this in a is cult. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, they moved to California after a decade. Jim Jones and his, his existing yeah. fan base. Yes, his existing fan base. Uh, so he started off as a preacher. Like yeah. a church man. Yeah, like a church man, but, like, it wasn't found in religion. Mm. His whole thing was, like, I am, this is a new religion. It's about me. Yeah, it's about me, and it's also about socialism. So he's like, it's a groupthink thing. That's true, and I yeah. do remember that one of the big things about him, and you did say a bit about this, mm-hmm. is that he was, like, very open to having the black community. Be yeah, in well, so that, that was part of it, is that, like, it ended up being 70% of the cult were black. Yeah. And a major part of them moving from Indiana to California is because, like, racial tensions were rising in Indiana, and they wanted to move to a less racist place, basically. Yeah. Um, but one thing that makes him stand out against, like, other cult leaders Mm -hmm. is he was really well connected in society. Oh, yeah. So he was, like, having dinner with the First Lady. He was appointed chairman of San Francisco Housing Commission. In general, everyone's like, this is a stand-up guy. And Mm -hmm. he's just got some, like, really cool lefty beliefs that he has, like, they just kind of live in a little socialist bubble and he had such a big community that all the politicians wanted to suck up to him because he could be like vote vote for this person exactly and they would also like rally around and help support the politician that was supporting them yeah so yeah in general decent guy and then after another i mean not decent guy we'll get to that but (laughs) (laughs) but like you would have thought yeah it's not like the sort of thing where he's like we're gonna kill people he's like let's be open to everyone yeah there really weren't many red flags at this point after another decade in California, again, cult's gone for so long. That really is a very long time. Yes, we're already at 20 years and we're not even on our little island yet. Maybe this is how some people don't realize they're in a cult because they're like, I've just been doing this normal things life. for 20 years. And then your friend Jim is like, have a sip. <laughs> wow. Spoilers, Maddie. Sip it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they start to get some media attention. It's quite light at this point. It's kind of like, is it a sex cult? Um, Because it's, like, hippies and shit like that. It's always a sex cult. Yeah. Um, And also saying that Jim Jones is a little bit of a, like, hey, I'm, like, you know, the lord. He's a bit big for his britches. A bit big for his britches. Um, Wouldn't you be? (laughs) Wouldn't you just? So they decide to move to Guyana, which is a small island in the Caribbean. They had, like, a lot of... Is it? Yeah. I thought Guyana was just, like, in South America. Um, I think it's an island in the Caribbean. No. Did I write no. my notes wrong? Yeah. Oopsie. It's 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 a, culturally connected to the Caribbean region. 
but it's in between Suriname and Venezuela and okay. what I assume is Brazil because it's Well, really they were big. looking at a lot of places in the Caribbean because they had a lot of things on their list. I absorbed too much information, I think. Yeah. I just got a little muddled, guys. Sorry about that. Um, but they chose that place because it was more socialist than America, mm-hmm. which aligned with the group's views, and also they had a large indigenous population and a lot of black leaders. And so they're like, that aligns more. Like, basically, our members will have less racism. Despite the fact Jim Jones was a white man. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, they were kind of like, this will be a less racist place. Uh, And also they could get a good chunk of land. Yeah. And they described Jonestown, like this is Jim Jones's wife, described Jonestown as dedicated to live for socialism, total economic and racial and social equality. We are here living communally. Which, like, on board. So I feel like fine. when we get to the who's more likely to join, I think I think we all answer for most of these cults. Yeah. Um, but especially this one. <laughs> so anyway, that's great. Um, there were a few few iffy bits that I wouldn't really you know support as much. So if you wanted to leave, you had to ask for express permission from the cult leader, which is a little like, oh, mm, not sure about that one. It'd be hard to get an appointment. Um, and it's also that part of their reason for going to Guyana is that it was small and poor and independent enough that Jim Jones was like, oh, I could like... Be the king of it. Yeah, I could yeah. be the king here very quickly. Mm. Um, and they also did the classic cult thing of like, if anyone in your life questions this, cut them out. Exactly. Come to Guyana with us and never speak to them again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. More and more media criticism is coming out, so they're like, quick guys, let's like tailgate, because it took them like two years to set up their colony there and shit. Yeah. So then the media criticism getting up, and they're like, oh, like, let's bounce, which if you ignore the media stuff and you can't leave, again, I'm just going to go and live on what I thought at this point was an island, now learning it wasn't, but just living in the jungle It has a coast. It has a coast. Much like China, fun fact, guys, I discovered that China (laughs) has a coast about a year and a half ago when we watched The Meg. That's how I learned China has a coast. Go on. That's um, a big coast. Anyway, once they got there, uh, boy oh boy, it was not, you know, misled advertising, false advertising a little bit. Uh, so daily life there was less socialist utopia and more working from 6am till 6pm, six days a week. Ooh. Love some repetition though. 666. Six, six. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Wow, I got chills, guys. And they were promised, like, school lessons and night classes for adults. Um, <laughs> you were going to say nightclubs. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, but they were instead replaced um, with lectures by the leader on the group's enemies and revolution and taking a lot of inspiration from North Korea with sophisticated behavior-modifying and mind-control techniques. It's like brain brainwashing is what we would... A layman's term for it. You know it. what I imagine when I imagine Jonestown is like a mm-hmm. horrible summer camp where it's got those speakers up on poles yes. where you can't avoid yes. what it's saying. And you're not wrong. That's okay. pretty accurate. They would all live in like a lot of, they'd have like 10 people living in one bedroom. So oh, they always do. They yeah. love doing that in cults. It's never like a spacious studio apartment to yourselves. No. <laughs> unless you're like really oppressing people for the yeah. cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they had a lot of different ways to check that the brainwashing was happening so they would have like white nights where on several mostly it was just a time for Jim Jones to preach and be like what's good I'm the best um but they would also have several occasions where they handed out Kool-Aid to everyone and they were told that it was poison and they would die within 45 minutes and then they drink it and then when they were just fine he's like it was a test lol <laughs> glad you glad you had it oh my god 
Um, that's another thing that I've noticed in a couple of the cults that I've done as well. They love doing, they love like, kind of testing them and that is like psychological conditioning so that you're like, yes. you're like, this isn't actually always dangerous. And so the time that it is dangerous, like, it's like, oopsie. oopsie. And yes, this is where the phrase drink the Kool-Aid comes from. Yes. I wonder if Kool-Aid has like done some legal action because it's not they're gonna say friend. done a marketing campaign on it i was like i'm not sure that would be advisable no i don't think you have like the kool-aid jug man bursting through a wall in jonestown just like looking <laughs> around did. and going oh yeah like <laughs> um yeah and also one thing i really liked is that he would uh, well, not really liked but he would make them watch his favorite socialist movies on repeat on white nights and then if people didn't like them he'd get really angry and punish them i was like mm, bit of a mood is he an only child huh uh, i don't know but i they i feel like all cult leaders have to be or they're like definitely manson has the strongest fucking child energy yeah and that's what I'm thinking. I mostly did Jonestown and Manson. I feel so. like Jim Jones is either an only child or has like nine siblings or something. True. It is Indiana. I don't know much about Indiana. Claimed, I really keep saying this is a very Indiana thing without really knowing anything about Indiana. <laughs> he claimed um, partial Cherokee ancestry. Ooh. But his maternal second cousin said this was untrue. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have siblings though? That's what I'm trying to find out. Okay. Yeah. You know what, guys? I'm not finding an easy okay, answer we'll here. But if you know if Jim Jones was an only child or not, let me know. But we do know um, he was a Taurus. Yes. <laughs> um, and they also had, like, a lot of punishments for people. So, firstly, it starts with, like, you have to ask for permission. But then if you weren't behaving properly, like, they had, like, behavioral uh, ways to help get that in line. Like guidelines. Yeah. Um, you would be punished by, like, getting placed in a coffin-like box and just being staying there for as long as they decided you had to be there. Uh, just full-on beatings. Just don't... <laughs> no tact there. Do you think it's okay to keep going? FYI, guys, if you can hear a vacuum, there's someone vacuuming in the hallway. Sorry about it. But we're not going to stop because yeah. someone's going to start blasting hip hop in like five minutes. Um, and also, they would put children at the bottom of wells. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <gasps> like Tiki Tiki Tambo? And sometimes upside down. Did you guys know the book Tiki Tiki Tambo? No, I didn't. Okay, well, have a, have a Google. But anyway, he got stuck in a well. Well, yeah, they would just. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they, but like, what does a child do? Did the wells do? have water in them? Uh, they have like a little bit. But little not enough that they would like drown. They're not going to drown, no. But they are just stuck at the bottom of a well, like overnight. Oh. Yeah, it's a lot. In Guyana, I imagine there'd be creepy crawlies. Yeah, many, well, and that was part of it as well. Like they had so many different fucking like plagues go through the Jonestown. Everyone would always gets sick because there's like insects everywhere. It was not good. And also yeah. they had to import a lot of their food because the reason Guyana was so poor is because their soil isn't that great for agriculture. Oh, yeah. I remember so, this from a documentary now. Okay. Yeah, basically. It kind of started off being like, wow, social utopia. And then it's like, ooh, this is a mm, bit off, guys. Yeah, they're like, there's a reason that the native people were not living here. They yeah. just hadn't, like, not noticed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also a whole issue with even when this was going on, notable people were still supporting them. So, like, mm -hmm. Angela Davis, who's, like, a famous black activist, she would, like, call into Jonestown and be like, hey, guys, don't worry. Like, there are people out there to get you guys because they're, like, capitalists. And they'd have so many different, like, celebrities and influential people call in. So, basically, if you were thinking of defecting, you would either defect and get very severely punished mm -hmm. or they'd kind of try and brainwash you more and more that you didn't affect in the I mean, first like, place. like, if you leave, your life is going to be a living hell. Yeah. Yikes. So. But also because a lot of politicians and stuff, it's the sort of thing where, like, they needed to be on Jim Jones' good side still. Because even if he didn't have that much sway with voting because they'd fucked off to Guyana, yeah. he still probably had dirt on all of them. Well, 
it ended up being that they were starting to get investigated by the government Ooh. because there was a whole thing about like check fraud because all of them they were living off the fact that all of them had welfare checks coming in right. and you're not allowed to give your welfare checks to organizations and there's like a whole rule around it or whatever mm. but they were literally like getting the check handing it over and when people were interviewed and being like hey like we're trying to catch this jim jones guy like are you handing the welfare check over they would either deny it or they'd say like yes but like i did this this and this to make it legal because i'm doing it willingly mm. so they were starting to be investigated as like a bit of a shady sitch yeah um and then everything kind of just comes to a head. Yeah, spiraled pretty fast after yeah. the initial 20 years of nothing. Yeah, they had 20 years and then they only really lasted there for about like four months. Yeah, um, well, that is very fast. Yes. Um, and <laughs> they had some people come to visit. So some journalists and a congressman mm-hmm. were coming to visit to kind of suss everything out and see what's going on. Wasn't this because someone had like kicked up a stink because like, like a child had been taken to Jonestown or like there was someone who Yeah, so some, member... some families escaped. Two mm-hmm. parents escaped, but their kid was still there. Right. That was so... Timmy. Oh, Timmy. okay. There we go. Timmy Tucker. Um, yeah. But also like the, the cult, or sorry, the, the group mm-hmm. uh, did not really recognize family so jim jones was everyone's dad and they always are they're always like fuck conventional family units everybody sleep with the leader in secret exactly so he was like everyone's dad so the reason that when the parents left they couldn't take their kid they're like well that's not your kid this is jim jones kid kid. (laughs) jim's Um, kid (laughs) so uh yeah congressmen and journalists came to jonestown to see what was up and they visited on november 17th and went around, they were like, oh, a bit dodgy. What year? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I didn't write that one down. I can find it. It's Sorry. Fine. I really did not do many dates throughout this whole November 1978. Again, everything horrible happens in the 70s. It really does. Um, so, they came, and while they were there, some defectors tried slipping them notes to be like, ha, this is fucked. We don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And on the second day, like, they were on the airstrip, like, in the morning, ready to leave. They're As like, in, like, Congressman Leo Ryan and the journalists. Yeah, and not just all the defectors casually bailing. Yeah, because um, at this point, they had been told, like, if you stay here, you are in very real danger. Yes. So, they, the defectors were the ones who offered to, like, take the congressmen to the plane and convince them one last time that it's a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, they're there and were like, yo, please, like, take us with you, like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, one of the cult members goes up and shoots them. Bang, 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 on the airstrip, all of them. So the defectors, the journalists, the congressmen. The congressmen. And it was actually caught on video because the cameraman who was filming everything um, from NBC was one of the last to get shot. Yeah. And then after that, Jim Jones, a little stressed, you know, mm-hmm. a little stressed out about this. He's like, um, uh Yeah. So he orders everyone to drink Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. And by everyone, we're talking like 900 people. 918 people died, including 276 children. And the wording around this has changed a lot over the years. So at first it was like, this is a mass suicide. Mm -hmm. But as our understanding of like cults and coercion and brainwashing and all of that has developed, it's viewed more as like a mass murder or a mass murder suicide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way, it was the largest loss of U.S. civilian life in, like, one single event until 9-11. Yeah. And a lot of the people there, he w- he had trained them to just drink this Kool-Aid. Yeah. But, like, even at that point, a lot of people did not want to do it. And if they didn't drink the Kool-Aid, they'd either be forced to or they would just be shot. Yeah. So it wasn't like everyone was just standing around going, cheers Yay, to Yeah, let's do it. Like, it was... A full-on massacre where kids are being forced to drink it. Yeah, and you can see photos of it. It's insane. Don't Google if you have, like, a weak little constitution. Um, but, yeah, there's like, just so many bodies. 
it's just so, so many. many. Yeah. Um, so that's Jonestown. That is Jonestown. <laughs> Let's get ranking. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, there was one of mine that I started doing, and I was like, this is too dark to even do. <laughs> Which one? Um, the Branch Davidians. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll get to that. So Jonestown. Leader vibe out of ten. Okay, I think he must have had a pretty solid vibe. Hmm. No, no, this is our opinion. Yeah. Okay, by the way, I want to say, if we're like, this guy has a good vibe, we're not condoning any of the shit that happened. We're not saying thumbs up to Jim Jones. No. But if you're listening to an episode of us ranking cults, which are inherently manipulative, horrible things. You're probably on board with... Yeah. Except for our cult, which we Our cult is fantastic. The moon cult. Just what every cult leader would say. Except for <laughs> us. Not us. <laughs> we're not like other cults. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the leader vibe of Jim mm-hmm. Jones, it's a pretty, it's a pretty classic cult leader. I, I imagine would say him like as the like, blueprint for cults. Yeah, I imagine him as like a Vegas Elvis. With the sun yeah, and like the, the, from the photos I've seen, you're not wrong. Hmm. Yeah. However, there is a bit, there's something about him that like, I don't look at him and go like, iconic. I'm like, that's a, that's Jim Jones. It's Jim Yeah, Jones. it's just, it's a classic cult. So like. I think I, like a seven. I was literally going to say seven, because yeah. it's like, we can't do five, it's not average, because he does set the no. standard for cult leader. But he's no Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. Leader efficiency. Very fucking Very solid. high. Although, mm, okay. But what did he want? What no. was he trying to accomplish? Because I don't think his end goal was 900 people dying in Jonestown. It was generally, like, um, delusion and thinking that he was God. Yeah. So he kind of got that, but I honestly don't think he was that efficient due to how many people were trying to defect. Mm. And when he said, like... And also, he didn't do his research. He didn't do his research on this place. No, and so I think, like... Had he taken them to the actual Caribbean, I'm sure maybe they would have been okay. Maybe more fun. Um, But also, yeah, the fact that there were so many people trying to defect, and Mm. if you have to resort to, like, brute strength, like putting people in wells, shooting them, beating them... That's not really that effective. No, that's you're, not... You're losing your grip a little on your people. That's like militia. That's not cold. Yeah. However, think about how efficient he was earlier on when he was getting in with all the politicians. Exactly, yeah. So, Jonestown, huge fucking fail. Yeah. But... Proofed it. the 20 years prior to that... Pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid. And he did have 20 years, but would those years have been really considered a cult? They were yeah, a bit... They that were was just him off. trying to be like... a a celebrity. Yeah, like, they were a bit off, but they weren't like, oh, this is a cult mm. now. However, as much as he was a bit of a fail, he did manage to orchestrate the largest loss of civilian life. That's a life. pretty big... So, not I, win, but... It's... it's mm, yeah, efficiency? accomplishment is not the word either. No. Um, it was a, f- a, lo- a substantial feat. Yes. I honestly think we've got to give him another seven. Yeah. Like, a low seven... But a seven. Because yeah. a six for Jim Jones. Everyone knows Jonestown. You yeah. know? You're right, you're right. So I'm gonna give him a seven for give that. Give him a seven. Location, fucking one. Like a one. Yeah. It was one. just plagues. No, no, no. You know what? Some of them don't have a location. So I think we should give it two because they at least got themselves to a location. Okay. Everyone was in And one they place. managed to like get the speakers up and have yeah. some, and some they, way to watch movies. They had some form of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Was it a good one? No, but they did have a location. Yeah. Uh, next one is bat shittery. How cuckoo bananas was this cult? You know what? Four. I don't think. Yeah, it's not that crazy at all. No. I mean, it's it's bad. It ended badly. But, but it started out as a pretty pretty normal. Yeah, thing. and even like life in the cult wasn't great. But the main reason it wasn't great was because you couldn't leave. Yeah. But if you were down for like spending all your time in a community and working those hours and having that, then it's not that bad. Again, 
it gets bad when you do the punishments and the killing people. And everyone is Jim's kid. Yes, that's a bit funky. But I think that's what brings it up to a four. Is yeah, the... but like, what fucking cult didn't have like a million sex slaves in it? But that's what I'm saying. Like, it mm. it starts off as like it's not that crazy. It's like a three. But then you're like, he did he did do some cuckoo shit. And he did the Kool Aid thing. That's yeah. kind of iconic. So, so four iconic in a bad way. Iconic in a bad but way. But it is it is iconic. Everyone yeah. knows sipping the Kool Aid. Anyway, so I'm gonna four Let's out of ten four. for bad shittery. Mm-hmm. Criminal activities, the mass murder aside. That's pretty, yeah. The mass murder was a pretty big but, crime. But no, he did do a lot of uh, mini crimes when they were in Guyana because he had to, like, pay them off to get all the food in. And they also got, like, shit tons of cyanide, like, in, cyanide in. Yeah, he did really boring, like, white-collar crimes, though. Like, he did, like, fraud and, like... Yeah, fraud and, like, some drugs. Which, like, that is a criminal activity, but it's boring. But, it's like, boring. I, but the thing is, though, the... Mass murder, suicide. That's pretty big. That's like the biggest one in two nine eleven. Like that's a. It's so annoying because all of the weight is on that. Everything else would be like two. Your yeah. crimes are boring. I it's don't care. Boring. I don't care but, what you're doing with government officials, bribery. Eat yeah, shit. but the, getting the biggest one, that alone, if it yeah, was just on that, would be a like huge a nine. criminal activity. Yeah. Are we gonna give him another seven? Six. Mm, fucking five. Five. Yeah. Just because like, he's not doing a bunch of different. Yeah. You guys, you guys get it. Aesthetic. No. Mm, I don't think Ugly. of them as having a coherent aesthetic. And they I think have so many bug bites. Yeah, bug bites, like, dirty. And, like, but prior to that, I feel like it would when have been, like, in the town, a Vegas Elvis with some snappy dressers in his congregation. But when you think mm. Jonestown, you do not think you that's think a coherent that. aesthetic. No. I think just one. Mm. Do you even get One. Yeah. What's the aesthetic? What is it? That's true. I think sunglasses. That's it. That's all you got going for you. <laughs> and I bet they weren't allowed to have sunglasses. No, it was only him. Also, I don't know that. Can I just <laughs> say really confidently at this point, um, for literally none of these cults are we going to go into like the actual social issues and like the darker side of this because obviously Jim Jones targeting specifically African American people is like a horrific, insanely and up. very integral part of this cult. Yes, but we're trying to keep it light. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So aesthetic. Although, to be fair, I do have to touch on race in Manson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just in case anyone's like, race won't be brought up again. I'm like, mm, it will. It might be relevant. <laughs> Two out of ten for aesthetic. Yeah. Um, do I think I... Notoriety? I think one for, uh, one out of ten for aesthetic. No, we gotta give him two because he did have some fun, like, sunglasses moments and okay. whatnot. Notoriety. Oh, like ten. Nine. nine. Ten. What's... What... Okay, that and Manson? And what Manson's else? a ten. He's a nine. I, but I think they can both be tens. I think he's a Shut ten. Love. He's a ten among like older people. People our age though, not everyone is gonna know Jim Jones. I really reckon he's a nine. I reckon Jonestown slash. You the got to do two on the nine. last one. I would like to do ten here. Okay, but I think it's a nine. I know, and I thought the last one was a one. It's a compromise, man. Death rate ten out of ten. Yeah, ten, 10 out of ten. 10 death rate. Yeah. Uh, daily life. What was involved? Awful. Awful. It wasn't... One out of ten. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, notable members. No, not, I mean, Jim Jones, but that's, yeah. he's notable for doing this. But lots of, like, high-profile Lots of high-profile supported it, especially in the early days. So maybe, like, a 3 out of 10, because they mm-hmm. weren't members, but they were associated. Yeah. I think he gets a little credit for that. And who's more likely to join out of us? I think, um... It's a very simple yeah, answer. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah it's I was absolutely to think for a second. Yeah. And I would also be more likely to be Jim Jones, let's be real. 
To be specifically Jim Jones. Yes. Yeah, not yes. all cult leaders. Yeah. We're going to do it on a cult. But the idea of a socialist utopia and running away to an island. That's you. I can imagine me doing that. But yeah. I, I wouldn't let things get out, out of control no. and shit. And I would probably do a bit more research. Whoever out of us is the cult leader. We're not saying we do the murders. Yes. Okay? Exactly. exactly. Um, but no, um, I would 100% join and be like, oh my god, yes, like, yeah. lefty. I'm Jonestown, not my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And who, right. who is the leader out of the two of us? Fiona. Fiona's yeah. Jim Jones. Especially because he was a more social one as well. Yeah. You'd no, be like, don't you. talk to me. No. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Which one of mine should we start with? Um, let's start with Heaven's Gate, because that's one that not a lot of people know about. Is that an unknown one? It's a lesser known Oh, one. I got like... I have really into cults, like specifically you're like eight and nine, which yeah. let that guide me however you want. But So Heaven's Gate mm-hmm. by Maddie McGowan. Heaven's Gate is the cult I know the least about because I started watching a multi-part series about it once but could not bring myself to care about the cult leader enough to even make it to the bit where he started the cult. So that does not bode well. However, I think this is because it is a UFO based cult and I do not care about aliens or space. I do, however, care about cults. So let's go. <laughs> our delivery style. <styles>. Yeah. <laughs> the founders of this little darling were Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, who sound like they should be handcrafting artisanal soaps or singing in a folk band. But to quote Shakespeare, names don't mean shit because Applewhite and Nettles never made a single damn soap. They were too busy coordinating mass suicides to transport people onto a big special spaceship that followed a comet around. And also, can I just say, look, I know you, I know you have a really good monologue planned out here, but it is a podcast, so I'd like to chime in. Not many female cult leaders. No, I was going to talk about that, but... Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, I think we just start, like, manipulative businesses. What? Women just start manipulative businesses. Mm, true. Um, and the comet's name was Hale Bob. Great. The cult ran from 1974 to 1997, which is pretty damn recent. <laughs> they had a website. That is wild, because cults are very much a sepia-toned 70s vibe for me, just like serial killers used to be before I watched 900 hours of true crime videos. So the fact these guys popped their clogs for hail Bop the year before I went to Disney World is a real doozy to wrap my head around. <sighs> I really don't care to explore this man's life, so what I'm going to do with this one is throw some fun facts at you and hope it paints a picture. Fun fact number one, before they all died in order to get onto the spaceship, the cult purchased alien insurance which apparently would ensure up to 50 members against abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Coolies. Glad they had someone covering the admin. Fun fact two, Heaven's Gate members believed Earth would be recycled or wiped clean by 2027. And honestly, now that we're here, I'd believe it. <laughs> Don't want to believe it, but things are going <laughs> pretty fucking bad. Anyway, <laughs> they believed the only way to beat this was to pop up to that spaceship at an appointed time to escape. Not sure why the appointed time was 30 full years prior to the earth wiping. Maybe the higher power wanted its chosen people to be spared the heartbreak of witnessing Brad and Jen torn asunder. Maybe it couldn't risk one of them seeing Borat. Maybe Marshall Applewhite just got bored of vlogging on his 90s camcorder and pushed things forward by a few decades so he should get that astro party started. Vlogging, you say? Yes. Cult founder Applewhite loved to make fun little videos and did so right up until March of 1997. Some of the cultees made a vlog in 1996 offering their viewers a last chance to leave Earth, but it was received about as warmly as one of those pre-roll ads of a clammy white guy shouting at me that I should be making millions from Amazon dropshipping. <laughs> the Amazon men believe I should have a fast car and an infinity pool. The cult members believed their viewers should come and die to get to space. Sadly, the response in both cases is a resounding, fuck off, you don't know my life. Back to Applewhite. 
Dude looks exactly like you think he would. Couldn't make more sense standing in front of a shiny background with animated word art bouncing in and out. Not hard at all to picture him standing in a bad 80s set of a spaceship. So I guess I can understand on a level why people bought into his shit. Marshy was a Taurus, so you know he was going to do this thing thoroughly. And he once quit a job citing emotional turmoil, which is relatable and made me do a little smile when I read it. Unfortunately, as a cult leader who orchestrated the coordinated deaths of 39 people, there's not too much more to Lil Smile about. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> he was in the military at one point, and he did something with orchestral music and worked at a university. I think he left because of an alleged relationship with a male student, which I'm sure would have been a scandal. One time he got arrested for not returning a rental car. Bad boy. I didn't really care enough about him to read thoroughly, if I am honest, but at some point he met Bonnie Nettles, who was a nurse, and they pulled a Cassidy fatty. By this I mean, they convinced each other they were spiritual oracles destined to lead people into the light and started their very own cult. <laughs> Unlike us, however, they embarrassingly gained only a single follower in 1973 and had to pull a bit of a pivot. Back to Nettles, though, who was a real kook. She and Applewhite believed they'd known each other in a past life. I believe I died a horrible pauper's death in the Crusades, but I don't believe Fiona was there. She may have been my governess in the Victorian era when I was a well-to-do socialite. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I need to remind you, this is about 6 a.m. Uh, she may have been my governess in the Victorian era when I was a well-to-do socialite with plenty of time to look at murder scenes for fun, but I'm not 100% sure. That's a newer one I'm feeling out right now. Okay. Anywho. Nettles told Applewhite that aliens told her they'd meet, and he was obviously thrilled, because who doesn't love to hear that? Um, real quick sidebar. Yeah. Sorry, I know you're really planning on a look, but I have to jump in. Did you know how to my best friends when I was, like, in his like, six years old? Convince me and our other best friend, we're a little, little three, little trio, mm -hmm. um, that she had an alien living under her <laughs> And I was like, I mean, she has no reason to lie. <laughs> what a weird lie if so. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just fully believed that there was an alien under a bed and sometimes he'd like come and visit. Um, and yeah, like we couldn't see him because he's not going to come out No, he us. wouldn't show himself to no. you. No. But she just like fully, like, no, anyway. Hope she's doing well. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> so yeah, she basically <laughs> told him that, that aliens had like told her they were going to meet. He was already into astrology, like a classic little Taurus. He also had a Taurus moon and Aries rising, for those playing along at home. He's gay, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and she managed to convince him. The aliens told her he had some sort of divine assignment, and so the games began. They moved in together, again, very cosity fatty. They were not boning as far as we know, though she did have a husband and kids in her normal life, but once she and the aliens started hanging with Marshall, I think that was a bit of a no-go. Husband and kids did not get the extraterrestrial tick of approval, so they are irrelevant to us. Marshall also had an ex-wife and two kids, but I don't care. Eventually, they managed to get some followers, which doesn't surprise me because the 70s seemed like they sucked, and I'd probably have joined a cult just for something to do until Wi-Fi got invented and we all stopped wearing brown. They changed their names to Bo and Peep, because sure, but I will be dead naming them for the remainder of this summary because I don't know which is which, and again, I don't care enough to figure it out. Yeah. In classic cult style, the members were expected to renounce friends, family, media, drugs, alcohol, jewelry, facial hair, and sexuality. Pretty culty. I can buy most of that, but truly, if you expect me to believe no one in this 70s space cult was on drugs, you're a joke. Every single one of these fuckers has to have been on bare minimum a constant stream of edibles. And I will tell you for why. 
Before he figured out that they'd have to kill their human bodies to get to space, Applewhite was telling his followers that they would change like a caterpillar into a butterfly in order to reach their higher level of being. That it would be a, quote, biological change into a different species. And he made it very clear he was not speaking metaphorically. He also got real pissy if anyone referred to what they were doing as a religion because it was science. He was a man of science and fact. And it was insulting to imply something as wishy-washy as religion had anything to do with his plans to escape the physical realm in a magic invisible spaceship. Some more stuff happened. They made their followers adopt really very stupid names that all ended in Odie, which is borderline hilarious because (laughs) all I can imagine is a cardboard flying saucer filled with people named Cody who think they're in space, but in reality, it wouldn't be funny because they'd be dead. But at this point in my summary, I have grown tired of reading and I am skipping forward a bit. 1976 was a fun one because they changed their own names again, this time to Doe and T. Hands up sound of music stands and also promised their followers a UFO visit. Unlike the hit song Oh Aaron by Aaron Carter, this venture shockingly did not end with them delivering on the promise they'd made to their buddies. Instead, they just told them the UFO meet and greet had been cancelled and hung out in the woods for a while. In order to control the cult, they started giving them little activities to do and gently requesting complete compliance. Marshall was pretty suave at this TBH though and his followers saw him more as a father figure than a dictator, which is nice. If you ignore the imminent death and the fact they had to live in the woods, he was great at offering the illusion of choice and making his followers fully believe they were there on their own accord. Oh, that's my biggest thing. Yes, Fiona likes to offer the illusion of choice to (laughs) Riley, and I think she should be cancelled for that. Conversely, Will is under no such illusions and has been aware from day one that it's my way or the highway, baby. To be clear that what Maddie means by this, because I feel like he just dropped it in there, was like, what? We've talked about this on the podcast. Oh, we have? Yeah, Fiona okay, likes cool. to give Riley the illusion of choice. Yeah. As in, like, which way do you want to walk? And if Riley picks the option Fiona wanted, she goes, sure. And if she picks the other one, I'm like, mm, and then we go the way I wanted anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Skipping forward through the 70s, sometimes he liked to gaslight his cult by making them go wait outside at night for a UFO, and then when nothing happened, he'd tell them it had just been a test. Do you reckon he was inside deadass trying so hard to summon one? I do. (laughs) By 1980, they had about 80 followers, which makes them qualified to go run a social media account in Paris. Sadly, they did not do this. Instead, Applewhite continued trying to get the aliens, and Nettles died. Yikes. They told the cult many things over the years, including that she was some important messenger with a big important role from the aliens, so her dropping off before they'd even set foot on the spaceship was a bit of a spanner in the works. Luckily, when you've made up a cult yourself, you can change the narrative to suit yourself, so Applewhite just shifted things around a bit and made it make sense. Not that I think it would take much effort to convince a group of people willing to actually die in order to perhaps make it to a spaceship to chase a comet around to avoid something bad happening in 30 years' time. I feel like they're pretty open to suggestion. Just a hunch. One person did leave, though. Well done. After Bonnie died, Marshall started to lose it because she had been his hype man, and he didn't have the cojones to amp himself up in the mornings and tell his reflection he was the alien's most special boy. He thought people were out to get his cult and started talking a lot more about the apocalypse. We've all been there, babe. Have a green smoothie and a nap. Sometime in the early <sighs> 90s, so we've been in this cult for like almost, almost two decades yeah. at this point. Yeah. Again, very long. very long. And most of the people in this cult were in it like the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometime in the early 90s, he turned on the internet and posted his thoughts online. 
People called him a weirdo and a loser and he got very upset and decided <laughs> it was probably time to try and get his ass out of this negative atmosphere and up into his shiny spaceship where no one could cyberbully him any longer. Some of the last vlogs these cult members made were goodbye messages recorded in March 1997 and they seemed to be pretty amped about their new genitalless space lives that were about to begin. The comet, which it turns out was actually real, was approaching, although no one could see Bonnie Nettles and her spaceship following it, despite the fact Marshall promised she was. But that's fine. Huge spoiler, but yeah, they died. Poisoned themselves with some applesauce and vodka, which really doesn't seem on brand for the vibe of this cult, but okay. Apparently they were all wearing Nike shoes and matching black uniforms with patches that said Heaven's Gate Away Team on them, and I actually cannot decide if that's so fucking lame or a bit iconic. I am also now realizing that in my mind, these people have actually gone to a spaceship rather than being dead, which is probably how I'm able to provide such flippant commentary on what is actually a profound tragedy. Or is it? For all we know, they might be up there laughing at us. And that's Heaven's Gate. They died on bunk beds as well. You can see the photos of them dead. Some of them did, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They died in three rounds over different days. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Heaven's Gate. Me and year eight in the computer lab looking up these photos. <laughs> like, there's flashbacks to it. Yeah. Okay. Leader vibe. I'm going to go for just Applewhite and not Nettles. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when you look at pictures of this guy and then think about the fact it was a spaceship cult. Yeah. It is a perfect match. Yeah. I think that the vibe is pretty good. The spaceship cult elevates it. you got to have some creativity yeah. there. I'd give him an eight. Ooh. Dangerous. I'd say seven. Okay, no, eight. I was going to say 7.5, but not really Specifically doing Specifically because it's a spaceship. Yeah, and it, fit, it fits the whole thing. He doesn't have the, like, charisma. No. But he, he sure does have a... Determination. Yeah, and the <laughs> right vibe for a space cult. Yeah. Um, leader efficiency, low. But they did all kill themselves in the end. They did. He did manage... And they all did it willingly. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. They all did it willingly. Mm. On a scale? He didn't get a large scale of people, but 80... Nothing to be laughed at, you know? But also, he did keep trying to promise them the spaceship, and he could never summon aliens or the spaceship. Like, he failed on but, a lot of but, daily kind but of tasks. he was a leader, a leader efficiency. He still kept them in there after that. That's I true. I think it's a very efficient leader. I would honestly give this a nine. Actually, he didn't make them do crazy. He did make them kill themselves, but not like... He made them kill themselves, crazy. but I truly believe that what he was aiming for was to get the aliens to come down. Fair. Like, I really believe that. I think he deserves an 8, though. He he achieved, he literally got 80 people to, like, willingly kill themselves. Yeah, and he kept them for decades. Yeah, kept okay. them for decades. And over, like, a three-day period. Like, you saw one bunch be like, yep, we're dead now. Mm-hmm. We've got those little black pillowcases over our heads. And then... And the little outfits. That's a that's a big one. The little yeah. matching outfits. Yeah, you've, you've, and then you see them all die, and he's still like, yep, they're in the spaceship. Next round. And I genuinely, in my mind, am like, these people are in space now. There you go. Okay, fair. Eight. <laughs> um, location. They just like we're in like campgrounds but I think that's a lot kind of the time. Fun. Like it's it's no drones town. But I think I think it, as in like it's not a sh- it's not a yeah shithole. yeah. I think you get a cheeky seven. I like the woods. Mm, they moved around a lot. They yeah. all seem to like it though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, like, they can have a seven, I guess. Yeah. Um, Nothing to be like. And they died in a mansion, so that's fun. Yeah. Bat shittery. Incredible. Pretty high. Yeah. Pretty high. <laughs> Eight. Nine. What is more bad True than spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spaceship. And he got so offended when people were like, this is like a religion. He's yeah. like, it's science. Is the website, when you're doing research, is the website still up? 
Because when I was in high school, it was still up, but I wonder if, like, the internet gods or whatever have taken it down now, because they're like, maybe don't let people look at occult websites. I think it's still up. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it is up, and it was definitely made in the 90s. Yeah. Seriously, guys, go to heavensgate.com and, like, look at the look at the graphics, and then find a photo of, of Marshall Applewhite, and it is the most perfect match. Oh, yeah, they sometimes got a little bit of oh Christianity. Oh, my God, I'm, like, thrown back yeah. looking at this. Yeah. There's like a GeoCities website. Yeah. Who's paying for the domain? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they did have outside people like in the media that they knew. Yeah, but I don't think they're paying the fucking domain. I would. I would pay the domain. True. One, um, yeah. This is a cute website. <laughs> not Honestly, not bad for that time. For the 90s. Yeah. Criminal activity is low. Very low. I don't they did kill. Think- they did a kill. They, they yeah, but everyone. I feel like if we're gonna count it as like kill, because death is another thing. True. Like Criminal I don't activity, think they did a lot of crimes. No. But I it wouldn't they, have been on brand for them. To they get crimes. a one because you are coercing people to kill themselves to go on a spaceship. So you get a cheeky one. Yeah. It's on a zero. Oh, but... he did crimes though. He did a bunch of random petty crimes. Like what? Didn't return that rental car. <laughs> no, I think it's okay. One. one out of ten. Aesthetic. I'm imagining their little <laughs> outfits. Yeah. Oh my god, that Were website. Were they always alone. in those outfits? No, that was their death suit. So they would go up onto the they, spaceship. But did they, did they always have like a uniform of sorts? Mm, I don't think so. However, mm-hmm. think of the aesthetic of that website. Yeah. Looking at it's it, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I think I get like a good seven. I'd give them a seven or an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give them a seven because we don't know really. There's no oomph to it, you know. Yeah, I'm not but like, it is co- coherent. Yes. Um, notoriety. Oh. I see. I thought they were more famous than they were, but I think it's just like a weird phase with them in your age. Mm. So six, sure, like a six. Yeah, I'm happy with that. They, you have a less like biased view. I was like Heaven's Gate, one of the most famous ones that I researched thoroughly. Well, at 14. it's because they are more recent, so they had been on like TV when yeah. they were alive. True. Um, but like, if you said to someone in the street, like, do you know Heaven's Gate? Gate they'd yeah. probably be like, no. Yeah. Um, death rate ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. 10, 10. Out of 10. And because it was voluntary, mm-hmm. like I would. I mean, Jonestown has to be a 10 out of 10 for death rate. Yes. So the fact that it was completely voluntary, voluntary for heaven's very sake. Solid. Wow. Daily life, what's involved? I think they had a pretty chill yeah. daily life. I just give them an eight. Just vlogging and like getting ready. Yeah. And they all seemed really happy. In which forests? is quite nice. Yeah. Um, notable members. Not really. No not notable really. members. But I don't really think that's a very important factor. They had friends in the media. So we'll give them one out of 10. One out of 10, sure. And who's more likely to join out of us? Ooh. This is a tricky one. Yeah. Um, I hate space and aliens, so not me. I don't give a shit about I, space. I don't want to go to space, though. But I genuinely, I as it. soon as they start talking about aliens, I'm like, I'm not listening. I think myself as a much younger person, like age 10. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think you're more like the cult leaders, though. Like, in like I know yeah. you don't like them, but... No, it's, it's fair. That's fair. You're more likely to join, but it's only because I am so unlikely. The whole apocalypse yeah. angle yeah. could scare me into doing something. Yeah. But I think, like, the There's, space and also, like, I, I'm on board for, like, the forest. I feel like if someone's like, we're just going to go travel around and live in different True. forests, I'd be like, oh, no. They'd be like, you have to kill yourself. I'd be like, all right, if I get space, you have to live in a campground. Nah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. That's, yeah. that's Heaven's Gate. Nice. All right. Next up. So what is Nixium? So, it's spelled, by the way, N-X-I-V-M. Yes. Um, Which is fun. <laughs> I do really think it is one of the most, I would say it's the most sophisticated cult. Oh. I have ever Christianity. Seen. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, 
It was started by Keith Raniere and Nancy Solzman. Mm-hmm. So Keith Raniere started it, and then he kind of got Nancy Solzman on board because of her special skill set. Um, and so she was like the main sidekick. Right. Before Nixium, um, Nancy Solzman was just a she was a therapist, and we'll go into her background. In that, oh, in the, yeah. okay. And Keith Raniere started an MLM. Um, called like consumers byproducts or something like that. We love um, an MLM here on the Cabbie Thieves podcast. Yeah, and they were full. They got fully broken down eventually because they weren't paying people their commissions, and it was like a whole thing. So so weird that an MLM would be shifty. I know. Um. Anyway, they started it and pitched it to people. I feel like I'm always like they pitched it to people. What 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 um, time frame is this? When this is fuck. Let me just get an actual date. It's so recent though. Yeah, because it's an active cult. Yeah, um, 1998 was when it was founded. Wow, so they really took over from Heaven's Gate. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was pitched as like a self-improvement group, but built on science. Ooh. So Keith had a background in psychology, and he patented this like brain chart thing, where if you work through like XYZ in certain order, and like you take go into all these exercises and all that you'll be like free from society and a lot of negative emotions that you feel like shame and guilt and anger and sadness and he was like here's like a psychological explanation exactly and he had it like fully patented by like some science board or whatever mm. so it's like insanely legit wow and nancy was a master in neuro linguistic programming oh my god which is basically uh like hypnosis therapy and mm. she is one of what no? What did you just? I mean, as? it's like it's like what Tony Robbins does, where you use specific like kinds of language to evoke responses from people. Yeah, it's like it's dodgy. It's like no, it's not dodgy. It's not dodgy. You it can, can do, be, it's very it above board. Yeah. But like, it's like any kind of vague manipulation. You yeah. can use it for good or for evil. But it's like if you want an example of what NLP is, Tony like Tony Robbins. Robbins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is like literally a master and is one of two people who are, like, the best in the fucking world. And she also did a lot of, like, hypnosis therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So between the two, and, like, Keith had done a lot of research into, like, how people's minds work to create his little patented thing. So between the two, they know a lot about how people work and how to mold minds. Like, an extensive amount. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to go into all the little things that they did in this cult because there's so many little things, but so fine and complex. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with the top line, but it's, like, insane. Anyway, so say, let's look, POV. Mm-hmm. Your first experience with Nixium. Okay. Welcome on in. Um, so the first experience is always, like, a five-day intensive. And you pay, it's between two and $3,000, like, depending if they have a special on at the time. And it's all about, like, self-help, self-development, self-improvement. And part of this five-day course is an EM, or an exploration of meaning. So this is one of their patented things. These um, programs are called executive success programs. Oh and it's God. not just for executives. It's so that you understand your executive functions and how to, like, succeed at them. Yeah. Yeah, so they get real science with it. Um, but an EM is a major step in being recruited into this. Because essentially what you also do is you talk about a feeling that you don't like. So they used a few examples, but one of them was a girl who gets really anxious when she's auditioning and she has like really high anxiety and you're told to go back and Nancy's using her little fancy witchcraft words. Um, <laughs> and you're told to go back to a time, the first time that you felt that, that you remember ever feeling that. And for this girl, it was like when she was a lot younger and she was being abused by a man in power. And so now she's associating that feeling when she's going for auditions because there's a man in power. Oh. And this massive breakthrough isn't like good enough because you're like holy shit and you're getting an answer for a thing that you didn't even realize you were looking for 
If that isn't impressive enough, she uses her little fucking hypnotherapy and removes that feeling for you. So you leave and then you go to your next like audition and you feel no anxiety. It's evil therapy. Yeah. So you literally like, and people were like, yeah, like I used to get anxiety and like a lot of road rage. And then I was on the highway that I'd always feel the road rage and I felt nothing. And I tried to bring that feeling up in me and I couldn't get it. It just wasn't there. I didn't feel it anymore. Or like, yeah, I'd go for auditions again and feel no anxiety whatsoever. Oh my God. I, yeah. Mm. Wow. So that's a pretty big way to get you in. If you're like, oh, I'm going to this thing for self-help and self-improvement and suddenly there's fixed this problem that's been so major in my life. And the thing is, you can do exactly that above board without it being a cult. Yes. But this is how they hook you in. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, the general vibe is like, we can make you a better person. And also, by the way, we're also directly fixing your problems. So people go back. um, And in general, you'll hear about some exceptions later, but it was mostly like scientific mind manipulation that kept people in. Like they didn't have guns, they didn't have beatings, they didn't have threats. No. It was literally just like working their way into people's minds at a whole level. There would be members who would like meet with the leader every single day. An hour a day, they'd go for a walk in the morning. They also did like volleyball. A social thing was volleyball between midnight and 7 a.m. Because that's getting them off sleep schedules. Oh, my God. And not letting not them sleep. Not for me. <laughs> but, like, they're not letting them sleep as much so they're easier to manipulate. Like, there's so many major, like, little things that go into it. Keith Raniere has a lot of MLM background. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of set up as an MLM as well. So, first, when you join, you're paying to join and, you know, do the programs. Yeah, like a buy And then if you want to join the company, you aren't paid for a while when you're a coach. So they've got, like, different stages, like, coach and proctor and student and all these different things. And as you're moving up the ranks, they also have little sashes, and you get a little stripe on your sash as you move up. Oh, like house colors. Yeah. Um, fun. <laughs> so you're moving up in the ranks, but people would stay there when they weren't getting paid because they're like, oh, I'm learning so much from this amazing guru. Like, I'm yeah. learning so much about myself and society and how the world works. And that's impressive because, like, People were actually getting results. So you yes. would keep going And also, back. these were less, like, uh, more unlikely cult targets. Yeah. So there were a lot of celebrities in this, and there were a lot of people who were specifically either, like, celebrities or, like, children of famous people. Mm. Because the main thing they're looking for is, like, this identity. They're like, I'm an actress, I'm a famous actress, but who am I outside of that? Yeah. Or, like, everyone knows me as, like, this person. Who am I outside of that? And they're rich and bored. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, like their weakness but a lot of cults tend to prey on people who are like lower socioeconomic class or yeah. like just in a really bad place in their life but i do find that the psychological cults go for the celebrities and yeah. like the higher and the echelons people. of society yes um anyway so you kind of stay on because even though you're not getting paid you're like having these transformation um experiences yeah also they have like once a year um to celebrate keith's birthday he, oh he's called vanguard Great. so you have to call him vanguard um and they go away for Vanguard week, and it's, like, just a big summer camp. And you're just, like, having fun with your pals. And then they all have to perform a song and dance for him at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, I can't wait to rank this cult. I know. It's, it's so much. Um, anyway, as the company started to grow, so it was based in Albany, New York. Right. And so they all mostly, like, lived in their own houses and stuff, mm-hmm. and they would just all move there. But they had members in all different states of America and also a lot in Mexico. Oh. Um, yeah, so international yeah because i feel like with the targets they're going for if you're saying you have to move to the cult they're gonna be like no can't do mm. yeah exactly so a lot of people did live there but there was also a lot just like everywhere yeah as the company grew they started to form like little different subgroups so you weren't just with nixiem 
you could join groups like there's like one for singing so like the 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 singing group and there's a fitness group or like filmmaking like one of the guys who is in it they've got so much footage from this cult by the way because they all i mean the leader believed that every like this was going to change the world their way of thinking was going to transform the entire world and society so they were documenting like everything because they wanted like to prove that they're like yeah like this is how it started and in the future everyone's gonna be like wow Keith Raniere is this amazing guy and they'll want to look back on how society started to form I need to watch this I thought it's I was really gonna be good. so bored of this cult yeah wow. um yeah so there's so much footage um so there's a filmmaking class as well that um Mark headed up he's one of the main guys in the documentaries um like Mark from Rent yeah just like that <laughs> um anyway then we start to get so far so not too bad, eh? Like it's a little, it's a little like manipulative, but you're not. It's not like insane. Yeah, let's go. So jeez, oh, yeah. At this point, it's like it's weird that you. It's just the same as people who are like super into a religion. It's just like right? a hippie cult yeah. kind of thing. Like just go live on your commune. It's not really hurting anyone. So one of the subcults is oh, it's not sorry, not subcults, subgroups is called Janess. So J N E S S. And it's for women. And so it's all about, like, women, feminism, teaching women how to be women, and, like, being in touch with emotions. One of the main things is it was headed up by Alison Mack, who's a Smallville actress. Yeah. Basically, apparently, like, everyone was obsessed with her, apart from one of the girls in the documentaries called Bonnie, who's, like, an icon. She was, like, in one of the Star Wars as, like, young someone. I don't know. I don't know. Really um, Wars, no. But she was in it, and she, like, never liked Alison Mack. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, tapes of Alison Mack being, like... I don't think Bonnie likes me. And then, like, cut to the future, and Bonnie's like, I never fucking trusted Alison Mack. <laughs> um, so, it's formed by her and by Keith, although it's really kept under the wraps that Keith was involved in this subsection for a very, very long time. It's meant to be all about women and empowerment. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you'll see why he really has to be kept out of it. Um, so, that was formed. And then, on top of that, was one called DOS. Uh-oh, it's, it's bad here. Oh, no. um, so it stands, it's got some Latin word meaning, but then they realize it was dominant over submissive. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get bad here. Um, and it's a really top secret cult, club. Like, you only find out by someone who you're close to saying, hey, I've joined this, like, extra group, and I found it to be really, really helpful for my development. It's, like, incredible. And I'm loving it, and I've changed so much. So... If someone who you're close to came to you with that, you'd be like, oh, okay, like, we're already in this whole thing, yeah. and now you've got this extra group, I can't wait to join. Yeah. And so to join, before you find out anything else, all you find is, you know, it's it's amazing, whatever, you have to hand over some collateral. And oh, that's jeez. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's only going to stay, so if I was asking you to join, yeah. I would be like, hey, give me some collateral, it's only going to stay with me. Like, it doesn't go to anyone else, it literally just stays with me. Great. Um, but it's just to show your commitment to the group. And what kind of collateral are so we at, at, at this point, it's kind of just like a secret. Normally it's like a secret that would destroy you if it got out. Did you just make something up? Well, one girl did. She was like, and you have to get it on tape, but she was like, I don't really have any secrets. And she's like, well, let's just like make one up yeah. so you can, so I can get you in. Cause I want to get you into this little thing. And so she made us one shit. She's like shit talking her husband, shit talking her family. Um, and then she gets in and then you learn, start to learn more and more about it. But there's a few mini steps in between. So as I said, it's really sophisticated mind control. Mm -hmm. So there's like one or two levels in between this. Um, but then you start to get to the master-slave situation. Oh, jeez. Where, so say if it was me recruiting you, yeah. I would be the master, you would be the slave. Ew, Sorry. nice try. <laughs> and Good luck with that shit. The master controlled 
literally everything. It would build up. The main one that they would do is just like if I if the master wanted anyone to do anything, they would message a question mark to you, like they text you with a question mark, and you have to reply with RM or Ready Master uh-huh. within under a minute. And then so I could just be at work and I get a question mark and then I have to say RM and then they're like, get me a coffee. And you have to just go and get them a coffee wherever they are. And it's, but it, the, the point of it, right? It's because it's all for self-development. Right. It's that in life, you're a control to life. You're letting your calendar run your life. You're letting like everything else control you. So this is to let go of that control and understand when you can truly be free. And we're like, what the fuck now? Yeah, but, but we this haven't is... been conditioned. Exactly. And it's, it's such sophisticated conditioning. Mm-hmm. And also, what are you going to do? Leave? They've got this collateral on you. There's just no way in hell I'd give them something real. Like, there's no yeah. way in hell. Yeah. But like, you know. But, it's... but I guess if you're put on the spot. And also it's like by a trusted friend. Like, it's, a, it's not a random person in the group coming to you. It's like someone who you've known for 12 years. Like, the, one of the girls in the she's like, yeah, my best friend of 12 years, Lauren, asked me to join. Yeah, so but I'm very capable of just assuming everyone's an idiot. Fair. You know? So. Anyway. <laughs> but it was like, they were getting people who you were, like, very close to yeah. and had been for years. So, of course, you're going to, you know, like, and you care about self-improvement. You want to upgrade. And you've already bought into, like, this whole cult. Yeah, and it's already given you so many positive things as well. So, I'm like, why not? Anyway, so that was one of them. Um, but then you also, like, you need permission to sleep. So, like, you message and be like, may I go to sleep now? And they're like, yep. If you want to socialize, if you want to do anything, you need to ask for permission. As it gets on, it gets more and more intense. How, what, what portion of people who are in the cult are in DOS? Oh, I actually don't know exact numbers, but like dozens by the end of it. Dozens of people, but how many are in the cult? Hundreds, maybe thousands. I don't know numbers. So it's not like... They're not trying to get everyone into this program, or no? There's there's a reason oh, why people fuck. are chosen. Okay. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one some of the ways to level up. It wasn't very clear on exactly which ones were done at which stage. One was that you had to recruit your own slaves, so you had to have your own people that you get into the cult. Easy. Um, and then you also another one was that they had a, a Ew, lot of. Imagine like, if you recruited a needy slave, and they're like, "Master, may I take a bubble <laughs> bath?" I'd be like, "Fuck off." <laughs> So there was also a lot of diet control, like really low calorie diets, and you had to ask for permission before eating anything. They love that. Cults love the fucking yeah. rules, so you don't have the energy to try and get away exactly. from them. Exactly. Yes. So they'd literally send like a photo and be like, "Master can have eighty four calories," and then like have to wait, and then they could do it. But if you're living at home, can you not sneaky snacky? No, because you, you just wouldn't, because you're trying to improve yourself. You're doing this intentionally because you want to be able to level up and take control of life. You're taking this seriously because you want to become a better person. You don't want to be controlled by life. Okay. And you'd be like, if I eat more than what my master is letting me, I'm failing myself. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I think we all know that it's a pretty, even as long as they're a pretty common cult. So it's easy to imagine how that one kind of played out. That's right. Um, And yeah, so it got to the point where the girls were being described as like zombies because they were always faint. They weren't eating enough, they, they weren't, weren't really sleeping, sleeping yeah. and they were completely controlled by their master. Um, and also, as you go along, you do have to hand in more collateral. So at each level, you're doing them. So one girl was like, I don't have anything else after I already pretended to shit talk my family. So like, okay, let's just take a nude photo of you. Like, it's just for me, I'll just keep it. But like, it's so that we have this as collateral. Ugh. And it was also really common for them to just all the time be like, oh, like, let me take a photo of your boobs so that I have that as collateral. Ew. Like, just part of the group culture was that. Um, people would also hand over, like, their social media passwords. 
the the deed to their house. There's like secrets about their friends and family. Like people handed over some insane shit because the further in you get, right? Like you've already handed over this much, and when they say you have to level up, what are you gonna do? Leave and let them release all that shit? Yeah. So it's like, it just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse and you can't get out. And some of them are getting more and more brainwashed, but then some of them just cannot leave because of this issue. Um, Yeah, so it was pretty intense and you just keep on staying in. And then once you're a high enough level, you'd be branded. Oh, jeez. So the symbol was meant to look like kind of like a mountain. I'm drawing it for Maddie, but it's not going to matter in a minute. A mountain with like a little squiggly line underneath it and like a sky or something like that. Sure. Um, and it's like, you know, like the nature or whatever the fuck. Right. And then one day one of the girls was looking in the mirror and she was like, oh, that's AM. That's Allison Matt's initials. What? Branded on my skin, like branded like a fucking horse or cow, whatever the fuck. And then she pointed it out to one of her slaves and she was like, uh, have you noticed this? And she's like, yeah, flip it. And it says KR, Keith Raniere. What? Yeah. What about the lady that started the cult? She doesn't get a look in with the tattoo? No, she's not really interested in this part of it. Okay. Um, wow. Wow, the Alice Mac was that high up. Yeah. And also, like, you'd always be told that you have, like, um, like, sister slaves because, like, you're, you've all got the same master. It's like an MLM, yeah. And then you have your grandmaster. Great. So, and everyone would kind of be like, who's the grandmaster? And, like, m- the main grandmaster was Alison Mack. Yeah. Um, and also, at one point, like, some of the men who found out about because they were, like, married to women who were in this, were like, hey, Keith, like, do you know about this? And he's like, no, I have no idea. Like, I gave them permission to use my techniques because it's, like, a patented thing, but, like... It's a lady thing. Yeah. Um, and it was also, like, right near your groin area, so... Oh, the tattoo. Yeah, and one of them, not even tattoo, a branding. Like, it's scarred. Oh, how'd they do it? With, like, a burning iron? Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and they'd, like, tie them down for it. And you have to watch, and it would take, like, a whole day. because And that is such delicate flesh down there. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, And this is a current cult. (laughs) This is, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not true. I'll get to how it ended in quotation marks. I mean, yeah, since it's an expose series, I assume, you know. Anyway. As you get higher, um, and as you have lost enough weight, um, you're told that you get to have sex with sex with Keith. You get to have sex with Keith. Uh, I don't want um, sex with like Keith. That's but... part of the cult, and you have to do it. You're in this deep down. So, basically, what's happening is there's a sex trafficking cult. Because you're forced to recruit new people. You have to recruit new people into the system, yeah. and you're blackmailing them, and they have to have sex with Keith. So, anyway, there's also a male equivalent, very, very loosely put. Um, and it's less secret, but it's called SOP, or Society of Protectors. So this is just another subsection of, um, Nixium. Okay. And it's, like, where men go. So it's, like, the kind of the male equivalent of Jeunesse. And Jeunesse was, like, invented so that the girls could all get closer to each other, and then they would be able to recruit each other into yeah. DOS. Um, and stuff, oh my god, it was insane. So it started off as just the men being told that they're, like, protectors of society and like they've been like hurt by women like they're not allowed to show emotions because of them it's some real fucking mra shit but then they bring the jeunesse girls in because they're like hey like this will be really good so like men can understand women and women can understand men and it's insane like they are so mean to the women they're like this is how we've been treated like our whole lives just by existing next to you and 
They, I'm just in like a permanent eye roll, by I the know. way. The general theory is that like men are protectors and women are princesses living in a fantasy. <laughs> but then they're like, oh no, it's our fault though because we protected you so much in life. That's true. But then we definitely don't get murdered by yes. men all the time. Um, but then they also kindly and calmly explained that <laughs> women are the master manipulators because they use sex or playing a princess to get their way. So if you're smiling at a man during conversation, you're using your sexual lure to get him to do what you want. And if you're sad, you're manipulating their innate desire to protect. I'm so so Keith, tired I know. So Keith got some inspiration um, from the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh, jeez. Where he wanted women to experience what life was like for men. And apparently, that is being criticized of every little thing that you do. So they were told to really get into these roles in the name of self-improvement and breaking down roles in society. And the men were told to fault women throughout the day. So a man would, like, bite his nails and then be like, I'm faulting the woman next to me for not stopping me from biting my nails. And then she would get punished. And whoever, like, had the most faults, like, they'd have to do, like, playing, so, like, different physical punishments. Like, it was fucked. I just truly have never felt so weary from, like, two minutes of listening. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just, like, the, the whole day. And they had weeks of this experiment where, like, I'm faulting someone for talking too loud, for not offering me water, for not making me lunch that I just decided I wanted before I thought of it. Me. <laughs> um, and in relationships, women were told to serve the men because apparently men have been doing the serving their whole life. It's all deranged, but it also helps the men to ignore the warning signs from the women. Right. Because if a woman is like, hey, like, I'm getting like, you know, I'm allowed to eat, or like they come to them with any issue, they're like, oh, it's the woman playing the princess now. Yeah. They're trying to get me to protect. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall for it. Um, but yeah, so that's the cult. Um, after literally dozens of members defected and spoke out, and it was like an issue, like there were some who were in relationships who were like, yeah, one left like five years before the other, and I had to like, she would call him every day being like, I need you to get out. Like, this is insane. And he'd be like, like, shut up, princess. Yeah, but he'd be like, no, this is weird. Like, this is my best friend of the last 15 years. He's my leader. He's my guru. Like, yeah. God. Um, but yeah, so after like dozens of defective members spoke out and they spent literally years trying to get the press involved to put pressure on the FBI because the like police weren't taking it seriously. Um, it finally got through. Keith has been arrested and charged with sex trafficking, human trafficking, money laundering, wire fraud, identity theft, and sexual exploitation of a minor, including child pornography. Because uh. there were minors in it going into the sex cult. Um, but yeah, and there are still supporters of Nixium and Keith Raniere, but he's behind bars, so the group has gotten a lot smaller, and people low-key know it's a sex cult now that brands women, so it's a bit harder to recruit. Yeah, so that's Nixium. Great. Are we ready to rank? Alright. Leader Vibe. Now, I haven't seen the documentary, but just looking at pictures of him and knowing it, he just looks like a dumbass fucking white man. Yeah, well, one of my favorites was one of the girls who was interviewed, and she was one of his first, like, girlfriends. She was like, I mean, I wasn't attracted to him, but I liked, like, the power that I got from him. You have to go to that extent to get people to sleep with you. Exactly. I I don't get an impressive vibe from him at all. I I honestly don't, no. And having watched, like, fucking ten hours of documentaries on him. We had a two, we had a three, we had a, where are we? What's, Leader vibe? Uh, one. Because there's no vibe. He was very good. Efficiency comes yes, later. Yes, efficiency is, I would say, ten. probably a 10, yeah. Like, they did have people who defected later, but it was like. The, no, a the process. fact they managed to do all that, that's a 10 out of 10 yeah. for efficiency. Yeah. Location. Um, I mean, what are we judging location on? Where do you have to live? Like, you can live a normal life, honestly. Live normal life? But I feel like that's not very culty. Let's give it, like, a, a seven, because it's a livable vibe, but you're not really, like... But you get to do fun activities. Was there a commune? 
Like where the, a bunch of them live? all lived in Albany, but it wasn't like you... so. That's fine. There's yeah. stuff in Albany. Yeah. Okay. That shittery. Honestly, not. Mm. No, I think I think the bat shittery is really there. Really? Because it's not aliens, right? But it's the fact that they use that level of mind manipulation. It is very like, complex. Yeah, and like volleyball in the middle of the night. Like controlling what people eat. All these different subgroups. Like that's it's true. so, it's on the surface just seems like a self-improvement. But that's why no it's so crazy. But that's why it's so bad shit. And the fact that like, you looked at this documentary and were like, this doesn't sound interesting, as did I. I was like, well, oh, what's the name is Nixium, and I'm like, that sounds like some stupid pill that Americans take to sleep. Fair. Like, um, but then it gets so complex, and suddenly you've got... We're forgetting the fact that they branded yeah, sex slaves. that's fair. It's bad yeah. shit. It's okay. bad shit. What would you give um, it? Eight or nine. Eight. Let's okay. just do eight. Criminal activities. So many. T- ten. Yeah. Because the whole... It's just criminal activities. Yes. But on the surface, you're like, this is a really great thing. It's literally just a self-help. Wow. Jesus. Aesthetic. Okay, the thing is, right, visual aesthetic, not really that strong, mm-hmm. like, not much going on. The sashes were a bit funky and weird. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, actually, no, I guess that comes into lifestyle. So I was like, I had, like, weekend, like, summer camps and stuff like that. Well, that's fun. not an aesthetic. No, I would give the aesthetic, like, a three, because I do... Because it's not bad, but, like, there isn't one. It's just normal. They have people. sashes, though. They Maybe have sashes. Four? Maybe a four, because they do have sashes and a whole, like, ranking system with the sashes, which is pretty impressive. Okay, notoriety. It's a very new one, so it's hard to say. Yeah. I didn't know this at the time. I think the issue is we don't really know about them before this happened, but they do now have, like, a Netflix documentary, HBO documentary. Yeah. Like. But I think because there wasn't, like, a mass suicide, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be one that people look back on. Mm. You know? Like, they're not gonna be like, whoa. True. Remember Just Nixium? like a six. Five. Should we give it a five? Because we can't five. judge. Yeah. Yeah. Death rate, zero out of ten. Zero. I'm wondering if anyone, like, died, but I feel like it'd be, like, a suicide, if anything. Yeah. But I, don't, I didn't see any in the um, numbers. Daily life, what's involved? It seems like it sucks, but you don't know it sucks. I think, but, like, it is tricky, because, like, at the time, because of the complex brainwashing, you're vibing it. Mm. Like, some of the defectors were like, oh, that was best, but even the number of defectors, due to, like, compared to how many were in there, is quite small. Okay, what would you give it out of 10 for daily, daily life? Daily life. Daily life, I would honestly just give it an 8. Yeah, for someone who's in the middle, so not at the very start and not, like, a full-on sex life. Yeah. Okay. Because most of it, like, you get to live your normal life and you just get to improve. Notable members. So many. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, I didn't really go through those. One of them is, like, literally, um, Charles, like, Prince Charles. His, like, great niece is in it. Great. And she's, like, still in it. So we give it an 8 out of 10 for our notable members? Yeah. Because it's not, like, Barack Obama. No. Okay. But it's, like, a lot of, like, actresses and celebrities. Almost, honestly, this is not... Um, no, because, yeah, it isn't, like... Barack it's not, Obama. like, Will Smith. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Love that my two celebrities are Obama Barack and Will Smith. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, who's more likely to join out of us? This is a... It's a tricky one. It's you. Mm, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> the, the idea, I'm more likely to, like, just look into the techniques and try it myself. Yes. But so the I, no, but the idea of me wanting anything to do with a group and having to talk about I don't know the, I think I honestly do think that the group element of it mm-hmm. because it, you know the level at which I don't want people in my shit. Mm-hmm. Having watched it all though, you don't like you're not really in this big culty group. I don't even want to go to a therapist though. 
I want to do it myself. I'm like, DIY. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that I do, I do think that you would get into it way more than me. Cause you would like, you would just find so much value in the things that you were learning. You're more about like upskilling and all of that. However, you are more into genuinely investing in yourself. I am about sitting by myself and Googling. But you're allowed to I would do be that. trying to learn how they're manipulating me rather than actually participating. You don't I don't participate. Fiona, I've seen Tony Robbins. I know he's manipulating. You think these people are going to speak to me? I wouldn't realize it's a, it's a cult. Absolutely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wouldn't do the homework. I wouldn't pay to do it with the people. But I feel like... That's the thing. To... If it were a free cult and, like, there were fewer people... Maybe. Oh, the group, the first, the group sessions like, are like tiny. I just, it's, it's very small at the start. I really think that I would absolutely start this cult, mm-hmm. but I do think you are more likely to join. Simply because of the actual process involved. Well, I, we, can, we can agree to disagree on this one. But I a thousand percent would start the cult. I'd be the leader. Yeah, you'd be the leader of but this like one. But like without yeah. the weird sex stuff. Yeah, you'd yeah. be the leader of this one, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's all without the bad shit. Like, whatever, yeah. like, who would be the leader of this yeah, cult? Yeah, but, like, like, I would be much lo- more likely to have a murder angle to my cult than a sex angle to my cult. Fair. Yeah. As usual, we have a an absolute excess of content. Oopsie. On this topic. So, we're going to break this into a two-parter. And in the next episode, we're going to get into some really funky cults, throw in a couple of things you may not even think of as cults, and then weigh up our final rankings um i think you're forgetting the cult that i joined oh that's yeah. a cliffhanger and a half guys oh yeah it's the cult fiona joined and very recently has willingly <laughs> rejoined oopsie she said should i join again and i said no and she did i'm in so that's next episode <laughs> but as this is our halloween week episode i have a special little treaty for us oh no to wrap this up those of you who are longtime fans of the mad Wars brand Oh, Maybe familiar with a little tale by the name of the Bell Keep. Oh my god. In my year 10 English class, Jesus Christ. we did a unit on gothic literature. Which is always the best one. It's always the best one. Um, we had swapped teachers halfway through the semester. And this is the first and only piece of coursework that I handed in to this particular teacher. So, without further ado, I present to you... A little story I wrote for my gothic literature class in year 10, in 2008, entitled, The Bell Keep. The clock struck 12 in the cathedral overlooking the village, and a bell rang out from the darkness. The villagers lay asleep in their beds, undisturbed by its tolling, all but the one who had rung it. No one knew quite who he was, or what for that matter, but all were taught from a young age to stay away from the bell-keep. Very few had ever actually seen him, and those who had returned so shaken they could not very rightly say what they had seen. For months at a time, he would stay locked away in the tower. Oftentimes, he would stay hidden for so long that the villagers would forget about him. That is, until winter came, and they were reminded once more of the fear which plagued them. I was very verbose little 15-year-old. Every year, when the leaves deserted the trees and the nights grew cold and cloudy, the disappearances began. At first, they had only been animals, taken from paddocks or the occasional front yard, but as time had progressed, children began to go missing. Every fortnight, without fail, there would be a story of another child who had gone out and never come back. 
particularly foggy night, a young boy set out to the store. His family had just moved to the village, and he knew little of the fate that awaited him. It had been a month since the last disappearance, and the villagers were becoming anxious. Whilst some thought the abnormally long gap a good thing, others knew better. Something terrible was brewing, and it was only a matter of time before it became all too clear what. The boy set out along the winding path towards the lights of the village square. There was little there but an old store, some houses, and the cathedral. It wasn't a very long way from his house, but the thick fog clouded his vision, and he began to panic. He'd lost sight of the lights, but kept going in the direction he had set off, sure that it was the best thing to do. He walked faster and faster, becoming increasingly anxious with every step until he saw a light. It was not, however, the light of a window or a lamppost. It was moving toward him. Unable to see through the fog, he called out, but nobody answered, and the light drew closer still. When the light couldn't have been more than a few feet away from him, he saw that it was indeed a lantern, and attached to it was an old weathered hand. The fog began to clear, and the boy looked up to see a pair of eyes staring back at him. In that moment, he knew the true meaning of fear. His instincts told him to run as fast and as far as he could and never return to that place, but instead he stood, rooted to the spot, staring at those wide, menacing eyes. The next thing he knew, he was sprawled on the floor, the ground beneath him hard and cold. He knew not where he was or who he was with, as he could see nothing through the darkness. He lay there for a moment, not knowing what to do. How long had he been there? Surely someone would be looking for him. He sat up just as the moon emerged from behind a cloud, and an eerie beam of light from the only window illuminated the room. He took in his surroundings, paralyzed with fear, and his breath caught in his throat as his gaze reached the far corner. There they were, a dozen or so of them, none quite the same as the last, and some had clearly been there longer than others. There was very little to relate one to the next, except for the fact that they all seemed to be sleeping, but for the way their lifeless eyes stared straight ahead. There was a young boy near the bottom of the heap, lying on his front, his hands tucked neatly beneath his head. At the top was a girl who couldn't have been a day over three, her hand clutched tightly around that of a doll. As the boy stared, he heard footsteps coming closer and, realizing his fate, began to push himself backwards. He came to a stop, hitting something, and turned around to see a giant bell. It was then that he realized where he was and to whom the eyes that were now staring at him once again from the doorway belonged. Very little was to be heard about the boy from that day on, as was the case with all those who disappeared. Similarly, nobody knew just what had happened to him, and nobody ever would. That knowledge belonged only to the two in the bell tower, and as the boy sat, once again frozen with fear, he knew that only one would be leaving. As he awaited his fate, he looked at the others, and in one last movement squeezed his eyes tightly shut as he heard the tolling of the bell. Ding. This has been an audible original. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my fun little story, the only thing I handed into that teacher that semester in year 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fun time. Yeah. All these little kitties, like, they look like they're asleep, but they're dead. Um, one of my stories that I handed in during Gothic Fiction, Gothic Fiction whichever it was, mm-hmm. um, was essentially... I really just took the character of old Greg from the Mighty Boosh and ran with it. And, like, I basically just rewrote that story, but as a horror story, as it should have originally been written. I mean, yeah. And then my teacher said, Fiona, do you watch the Mighty Boosh? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know teachers could watch shows like that. Um, So I had to rewrite it. (laughs) 
But yeah, that's my little story. That's where my brain was in the winter of 2008. Love that for you. Um, and I think, honestly, there's something there. Yeah. could expand the bell keep into a into a franchise. <laughs> to a um, series. I know none of you have drawn us Eddie Inky hands so far, but if you want to draw the bell keep, go <laughs> wild. So that has been the first part of our ranking cults video. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, part two has got some real freaking treats. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned. But for now, we bid you adieu. Adios. Uh, follow us on. Twitter and Instagram at Hey Cabin Fever. And we'll see you next week. Don't join anything. Don't join anything. Anything Except for the moon cult. Yeah, but come on, guys. Don't join the local tennis club. You never know. You never know how to turn out. Don't join social soccer. Especially not. Volleyball was very dangerous for Nick Sam. True. Trust no one. Uh, Enjoy your week. (laughs) And join our cult. Bye. Bye. next time on cabin fever space daddy xenu they weren't even like clocks and then his followers got burned to light up garden parties yeah they just genuinely thought it was a good move to do that and it was normal to feel thrilled by stabbing people honestly i'm glad that he died during capricorn season um confession may or may not have recently accidentally joined a cult